Have you ever seen someone do really well and wonder how on earth they managed it? I found myself asking that very question at times, and now I want to uncover the elements that go into creating success, influence, connection, and most importantly, happiness in people's lives. My friends, welcome to the High Performance Human Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Human Podcast. It's Andy here as always, and today we have uh, someone who um, I find myself feeling fortunate to be able to call a friend, but I tell you what, she has got some serious substance to her style. She is the epitome of elegance, the queen of the screen. She is the media coach of all media coaches specialized in the radio, in the real estate space, but coming from all sorts of different angles, it's Immy McAllister. Immy, how are you? Andy, I am so good. What an intro. I feel like I need to just drop you a few coins in your bank account for that one. Can I just get that signed up for every time like I do a presentation or I go on stage, I'll just get that repeated. <laughs> hey, look, if you're happy to fly, I'll be I'll be your intro guy. Don't you worry about it. I'll be your razzle-dazzle guy. Don't you worry about that. Um, um Look, it's it's such a pleasure uh, and an honor to have you come and spend a little bit of time with us, Um, not only because of your professional acumen, um, but I obviously, uh, as friends, I understand uh, the the volume of pressure that you have upon yourself and your time right now. So, um, uh, team, if you're listening, you know, as you're listening to this, please, uh, you know, flick a little bit of gratitude to Immy's way and make sure that you give her a follow or something along those lines, because... Um, this is going to be a conversation that I feel will resonate with a heck of a lot of people, particularly if you're a parent uh, of kids of any sort of age, really, that, uh, but you're also keeping a job down or running a business or, you know, or anything of that sort of nature. This will resonate with you massively because part of the whole thing of being a high performance human is being able to keep your human elements in check. It's not all about the PL. And that's what me and Imi are going to have a good chat about today. But before we crack on, uh, Imi, give the uh, the six or seven people that don't know who you are um, a bit of an elevator spiel as to what your background is and how you get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Imi Callister and I am the media coach. So I predominantly run three companies at the moment. I run Agent School, which is an international online training school and system. I also run the Media Coach, which is designed to help people build their business and brand through social media. And lastly, I run a company called the Media Coach Text Lead Generation, which is all around helping people connect with their customers straight through text message, which I can jump into and do a little bit more. But My background, I studied at the University of New South Wales and I studied obviously in media and communications and I absolutely loved that. But if I'm honest with you, Andy, I failed more in business than I have succeeded. I was a journalist for many years um, reading live bulletins. That's all from the media coach. I'm Imogen Gallister. Thanks for joining me. Um, So I've I've failed a lot, I guess, to get to where I am now. Um, But I think everything you do is a journey and I feel incredibly blessed now to wake up every single day and absolutely love what I do, which is helping people build their business, build their brand through world-class media strategies. World-class, they certainly are. Now, the second question, we have two normal questions. first one's an elevator pitch. I mean, the second one that we ask all of our guests right off the top of the bat 
is uh, what their definition of a high-performance human is. So in your eyes, because you deal with some incredibly high-performing humans and some not so high-performing, uh, so you get a really good sort of view on this. And and I know that your uh, your old ball and chain is a I personally see as a fairly high-performing human in his own right, bless him, despite the soccer team he supports. Uh, but um, give us your definition of what a high-performance human is in your eyes. To me, high performance, there's different aspects, I guess, but to me, consistency is the only thing that makes you high performing. You can be really good at something for one minute, Andy. You know, you can try really hard and fail. It's the consistency of getting up, doing the same, delivering the same results, working on yourself, your business, your brand, you as a human that makes you high performing. And if I work with any of my top performing business owners or agents in the country, there's one thing that makes them that talented. And, and, and I hope some of them listening to this would never take offence to it, and I know they wouldn't, but they're not necessarily the smartest. They're not necessarily the best looking, though some are. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, Einstein's of the room, but they sure as shit are consistent, you know, and every single day I see that consistency. I give them a task and that is followed through, you know. So to be high-performing, you really have to understand that the only thing that will breed success in your life is consistency. That's it, you know. And it's coming back from even myself, you know, my business goes obviously through ups and downs, interest rates goes ups and downs. The only thing you can do to remain and grow is be consistent. And if you do that, you will always succeed. I love that. I think it's also, it's not just a consistency in what you do. It's a consistency in who you are as well. And I'm sure we will go through that in greater detail when we talk about um, key traits of, of influential people and so on and so forth in terms of the consistency of their messages and so on. Um, from your point of view, though, and, and I want to stay here for a minute if I can, how difficult is it for you at times because you are the mum of two young kids and your partner has got a very successful chiropractic business as well. And you've got the three prongs to your attack right now in business land that are all going swimmingly. How difficult is it for you to stay consistent? I cry a lot. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I think there's, there's some days you can only just really do your best. And if I'm really raw and honest with you, Andy, the last 14 weeks have been hell for me. You know, if you, you know me, I literally, while I was giving birth, was texting and emailing my clients. Um, I said that in my RB speech. Um, you know, after I gave birth to my second child, I was in four weeks traveling internationally and nationally for presentations across the globe, breastfeeding my child in between presentations, jumping on stage presenting to people, not even a four-weeks postpartum. So I believe I'm a bit of a weirdo in many ways. Um, but the last 14 weeks have presented a whole new challenge for me, which is <laughs> daycare sickness. Mm. You know, I used to, well, I remember when I used to work in corporate and I used to watch these women whinge about kids being sick and I used to think, oh, gosh, you know, it's not like I never take a sick day. I've always come from my father's taught me to work hard. Um but that really, that's really thrown me because you cannot turn up to a meeting when you are physically throwing up with gastro. Mm. But the other thing as well is you have to learn to be kind to yourself and you have to, people set diets and plans and all these things and I, I don't believe in them. 
what I set is every day a daily target of what I can do. So sometimes you do have to be kind to yourself. Life is like valleys. It goes up, it comes down, and you need the down to realize the good. If you just consistently say in the good, you'll never understand what the why that that is good. You'll never learn to be grateful. Um, but, you know, work-life balance, managing little humans, being a mum is the most rewarding job I've ever had in my life. It's also the most challenging. And sometimes if I'm very honest with you, I fail. Like I do feel mum guilt and when I'm not with my children and I'm working, I'm always like, oh, you know, I'm a bad mum or if I am, you know, with my kids and then sometimes, you know, but what I do do is I really ensure that every moment that I am with my children, I'm present and that's what I'm working on right now, right? So, you know, my little girl, um, and I only realised she did it three times, but I'd be sitting on the couch and she'd just go start wandering off. And I thought, why is she going? But, okay, go exploring, darling. She's looking for my mobile because she thought my mobile needed to be in my hand the whole time. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, and um, I thought that for me, like, and I've, I've had to learn, like, from seven till, sorry, I'll cut that, I'll let you cut that out. Um, I don't know how to turn that off my computer. Um, I'll let you cut that out. <laughs> so I have to realise that, you know, that was my own behaviour doing that. So I don't think there's any such thing as perfect. What I do do is set daily goals for myself and I try and reach those every single day. And I always tell people never look at my rainbow because you know, I have no idea how much rain I'm going through to get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what people predominantly put out on Instagram is not necessarily their true life. So I think what is really important is understanding that you've got to find a block in your life where, you know, you work to live, not live to work. Um, and I found that balance incredibly hard because I'm always so motivated. And if you ever know, if you've ever known me, I'm actually not interested in money, which I know that sounds quite crazy. Like, why would you run a business? But I'm not. I just actually genuinely love helping people grow their business and grow their brand. And I love watching people go on that journey of like, you know, going from never believing you can get a lead to Facebook to it building their empire. You know, in, you've got to remember my husband, he's in the health space, right? Hates social media, hates it. And I, you know, he recently had an issue where a chiropractor left his business and that caused a major issue. This is probably the point where we say where work-life balance is a little bit difficult because my child has just entered the room. <laughs> hey! Get it. Let's, uh, let's have a make it. is meant to be looking after. Um, so truly, you never get it right, Andy. Um, if, if, <laughs> in, she couldn't have walked in at a better time. Um, so I will get rid of her and be straight back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, while well, Emmy deals with that, um, you know, I think one of the key things that I'm hearing here from uh, from Emmy is that, um, yes, you got you got to be kind to yourself, and you've got to make sure that you are um, true to the. Without trying to sound too cliche, you're true to the journey that you're on. One thing that I really want to highlight, though, is that I I think one thing that one ingredient that does make for a high-performing human is being able to say wholeheartedly that they are doing what they feel they are supposed to be doing. 
Yeah. They are doing something that they love. I don't know anyone that's in anywhere near successful or influential in any way, shape, or form that hates what they do. No. Well, there's that really good, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Um, it was a real game changer for me in my journey. Um, Alan Watts, I don't know if anybody yes. knows, if money is no object, you need to watch that in your life because, you know, as I was saying, like I'm, I'm really not driven by it. I am driven by the success of really helping growing business and brands. And that's as with my husband, you know, like he hates social media because he doesn't believe it's good for people's health. And, you know, we're two very different people, but we do work together. Mm. Um, and, you know, he lost that chiropractor and he said to me, you know, he has really heavy rents where we obviously, because he is the number one on the lower North Shore, which is a premier area in Sydney, rentals are not cheap. And I said to him, well, darling, you can be a stay-at-home dad. Or you can listen to my marketing strategies. And he said, well, I'd rather poke my eye out with a fork if I had to be a stay-at-home dad to you, so I'll listen. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mate. Well, well, you know, three months in, he's gone viral on TikTok and he's got opportunities in Indonesia, in Indonesia, you know, um, and he's been growing internationally. His own clinic, people are flying from the United States and Bali and different areas to come and see him and his client list is now fully booked. So that's what gets me up in the morning is changing people's ability to live. Um, and even though a lot of people look at social media as negative, if it's used in the right way, it can be, or any media can be so gratifying and growing for people. Now, as we drift into media land with this conversation, the sort of segue question that I wanted to ask um, off the back of what you were saying before is the, the the brief thing that you mentioned that is quite common in modern vernacular nowadays, which is that all that you see is not real, uh, particularly on Instagram. And it's, it's an Instagram life versus a real life. When it comes to being truly influential in as authentic as way as one can possibly be, how much, if we were to put a percentage on it, right? How much of your own life should you show the world if you're wanting to be someone of, of true influence? Well, I mean, let's take my human, Matty Steinwade, right? You know, he's built not only an empire in business, but he's now got a personal brand that is changing the lives of people's health. I think Matty is sometimes really raw and honest on social media. I think sometimes what he shares is, you know, to most people, they wouldn't go that far. The truth is nobody wants a crystallized version of you, right? That Anyone can do that. You know, I, we've seen the rise of Instagram and Photoshopping and all of that. And now we see it's almost turning back a little bit because people are like, I just don't want to live in that fake world. It doesn't exist, you know. Um, but there is a fine line and a balance. Obviously, it has to be who you are. You know, if you're a real estate agent, you've always got to blend on the balance of trust, credibility, and outstanding negotiation. So if your life is out partying and having a good time, I'm going to say you probably do not share that to everyone. Mm. Um, but if it's genuinely wanting to entertain and inspire people, the other thing is as well as it's about creating an interesting life. <laughs> you know? True. So you can share your life, but if it is boring as batshit. But not really many people will want to tune in and it wouldn't be that interesting. Um, <laughs> but the truth is the more authentic you are, the more that people will connect with you, you know. Um, 
I think a lot of people will put up a facade on social media or different media outlets, which is what we're, you know, educated to do. But the more that you're that human, the more that you want to connect with people, that's fundamentally what Facebook and social media are about. It's about connecting people. <laughs> and I think that that's been lost so much in translation and it still is to this day, even even those that are going quite well with with certain elements of it. Um, there, there, there seems to be a level of growth where you get to a certain point, but mm-hmm. then there is so many people, there are so many people that are trying to be as high performing as they, as they can be. And within their own definition of success, they will plateau because of the fact that there's, there's, there'll be that thing that's stopping them from really opening the taps when it comes to that real cliched word of authenticity an overused word uh, mm. with that is authenticity. I, I, don't, I don't even really, really know what authenticity means. Like, you know, I see, it's like I hear that word, you've got to be the authentic you. I'm like, well, what's that? Yeah, well, that's, this <laughs> you is You know what I mean? Like I, like I often hear that and it's like, what's the authentic you mean? Do you want to know the real one where like, you know, she's a bit boring and a bit like, was it, are we Friday night or we, no, but I'm kidding. But <laughs> I think people get, social media wrong because the, the first thing is understanding is your why, okay? Are you on it just for entertainment? Mm-hmm. Because if you are on it for just for entertainment, go for gold and I can send me Instagram, Amy Callister, I will send you the best memes on the country, right? You know, I am all over those. But if it's actually, well, no, my goal is to influence in this space and grow my business and my brand, well, that's completely different because you need an owned, an earned and a paid media strategy. Mm-hmm. And people, focus so much on what they post and it's like that's going to do absolutely nothing for you. Posting is like me preparing the world's best design and putting it on your office front shop, like the front of your office. It's not going to go anywhere. There's two types of industries that get supports clients users. There's the cocaine and crack one and then there's digital media, right? (laughs) Um, Now, I still haven't specialised in cocaine and crack. Um, but I do specialize in digital media and a lot of people will put all this energy into their owned media. So own media for our listeners is the channels that you control. Any business that you operate in needs to have a plan in place for their own media. And just to be really clear, a brand works in combination, not isolation. All right. So you need to look at all the ways that you could lead generate. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this right down, you know, draw a circle and then I want you to draw a pie chart. So for my agents listening out there, you know, how, how can we lead generate? We can use text message, we can use calls, we can use social media, we can use print, we can send emails, we can doorknock, and we, we can look at the property portals or providers in that sense. And then I want you to draw your graph and I want you to then redo another graph with how many leads are coming in from that place. And then I want you to look at the weak points because they're your areas to grow. And so if we were to take social media as an example, well, social media is a fantastic place to not only grow businesses but saturate any customer or audience that you want to connect with. Like I'll tell you a funny story. Recently one of my clients said to me, um, Amy, um, I need to turn down my social spend a bit because I've just got this amazing opportunity for a bus stop sign. I said, oh, okay. I said, where is it? Oh, in the heart. It's amazing. Literally exactly where it needs to be. Like everyone's going to see it. And I said, oh, okay. Um, do you, can I join you for a coffee and come look at it? He's like, yeah, of course. Love that. I said, okay, great. That sounds good. 
obviously I went and I met him for a coffee and I saw the bus stop instantly. I go, oh, wow, you look really good. He's like, well, I've actually lost a few kilos. I said, oh, I can mm. tell. That photo is exceptional. He's like, I knew you'd like it. I said, I do. I really like it. What are the people doing around it? So what do you mean? I said, well, let's take a detailed analysis of the people standing near the bus stop. What are they doing? So they're on their mobile phones. I said, do you reckon they're looking at your bus stop? <laughs> He's like, no. See, <laughs> the average Australian spends between five to seven hours on social media every day. And, you know, my favourite thing is it doesn't matter if I work with childcare providers, chiropractors, healthcare professionals, real estate agents. The one that I love is when people say to me, Andy, all the time, I, this is my favourite thing in the world, and um, especially agents, you know, because they'll pick up their phone and I'll be like, oh, social media doesn't work. And I'll be like, what? And I'll be like, oh, it's just full of real estate stuff now. It's just junk. I'll be like, oh, Okay. Do you visit a lot of property websites? They're like, well, yeah, of course. Like, so you click on a few real estate websites. I'm like, of course, yeah. Do you click on competitors' posts? They're like, well, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do look at what my competition is doing. I'm like, oh, okay. That's called an algorithm, okay? So what an algorithm does is it serves you content based on the activities. My Facebook is different to your Facebook and your Instagram is different to my husband's Instagram. Nobody's newsfeed is the same. And that is the magic of social media. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is understanding for that owned media strategy, you have to look at yourself as creating trust, credibility, and, you know, outstanding negotiation, especially for my agents. For anybody who's not an agent, it's really looking at your unique selling proposition that you're using. And then it's about saying, is my brand actually resonating those messages? Because you can come up with the world's best post, right? And you can come up with the best template design in Canva. But the truth is social media wants to connect people. As soon as you put a human in an an image, your engagement will go up 84%. As soon as you use words like celebrate, excited, remember Facebook's around marriages, you know, connecting people, buying home. It's about the celebration, that unity. And it's really about making sure that when people research your brand, it looks good. But then you've got to look at the two other strategies that you're using with social, and that is earned media. So you can't just tell the world how great you are. You've got to create people that rave about your brand, your product, or your service. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lastly, it's all a waste of time, really, unless you're engaging in paid media. And paid media is where you pay Facebook to run your content, run your ads, and put them into the feeds of the people that need to see it, driving back your return. Mm. And if you do that, you know, I'm using quite an advanced strategy at the moment with my clients where I'm even targeting numbers in Facebook and then physically texting them. So people have seen ads and then I text them, (laughs) which, you know, it's a multi-channel approach, but it's working really well. Mm. So you have to remember if you want to kind of build your business or you need to build, you, you remember those three words, own media, what are the channels that I control and what am I putting out to connect with potential customers, earn media, how am I showing that my product is best in market through raving fans and paid media, who am I paying to amplify that message? Because you will not 
build a business and a brand and that's where it comes back down to being influential and being amazing and, you know, yeah, sure, if you've got an amazing life that you live and you've got a video videographer following you around full-time like Gary V, I'm sure people will be interested in you. You don't have to be Gary V to be successful in business. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Rita, Real Estate Training Australia. Shane and the team genuinely care for the success of all of their students, not only providing them with the qualifications to enter the industry, but the skills in order to thrive. With 24-hour online support, access to one-on-one training sessions, lifetime access to industry mentors and support, as well as free job-ready training programs for anybody that gets their qualifications through their portal. They're a tremendous outfit and they want to make sure that everybody that comes into the industry stays in the industry. For more information, make sure you head to their website, www.reta.edu.au. Now on that, so you know, Gary V is obviously a key person of influence who has dominated the uh, social waves for, for a few years now, but he's not the only one. And there are a number of really key influential people in any industry, right? The the, the ones that people instinctively follow, like, yeah. like your Matt Steinwades and whatnot, right? When you're looking across these real key people of influence, and this will sort of circle back to your definition of high-performing human, but let's dig into it a little bit. What are the key traits of a high-performance human that is clearly holding influence over their community. What are the things that they exude mm. across media that that commands that level of influence? Well, I think the first thing is um, they always have a story to share. If you look at any of those people doing it well, um, and I won't totally bore you, but I am happy to go into it a little bit in detail, but you've got to look at what's called a value in content. So when you study to become a journalist, you look at all different news values, right, and you learn what creates captivating content, and that's the same as a story, right? I used to write headlines to 2 million people. I used to read bulletins to, you know, three, and it's like how am I going to engage this person's interest? And all of them tend to have a remarkable story to share or are empowering in the stories that they share, you know. It's like if I said to you today, Andy, like a lot of people when they want to grow their business, like their goal is getting referrals and so they'll go out and ask people, you know, I oh, just wanted to let you know like I'm doing really well in business, Um, you know, yeah, like if you wanted to you know, pop by and buy my product, it's like that's probably the worst strategy you could do. Go and share a story of a raving fan and talk about how business is doing and how it's changing people's lives because that will be more captivating for the person listening, right? Um, and so it's the same with those per- people of influence. You know, if you look at someone like Gary Vee, I mean, he has an incredible story of building an empire from wines. And he's also very impactful in the way that he mentions and says things to change and transform people's lives in how he guides them, you know. But Gary's not some billionaire that rocks around in a Lamborghini and shows that side to his life. He's quite humble and talks about, you know, his dream is to go own the Jets. But, you know, his one day his biggest goal is that's driven by the fact of his mother who when he couldn't afford a jersey, 
bought him the number five. So that's why Gary always puts up the number five in his photos. Um, you look at someone like Maddie Steinrate, I mean, he has gone from being on Australia's Most Wanted to now being the number one agent, whichever way you look at it, in the country. And he genuinely loves helping people live a better life, you know, and you can see that passion that resonate through them. So if you truly are passionate about something and you, and you love helping people, then people will tune in and watch. But you don't necessarily have to be a video star to go around and do that. That's not necessary. There's, there's a certain type and style of person that can do that. And I've got to be honest with you, there's a few people that have a crack and it looks really awkward, right? Hmm. You don't have to be that person where you have to talk on camera and share your opinions and your values. Because if I'm honest with you, an opinion is like an asshole. Everyone has one, right? Yeah. Um, and social media is full of those. But it's about making sure that you're sitting back and saying, well, what is my why? Because my why is to connect with more customers. So you don't have to go off and be this influencer in this space in that region. You can choose the paid media strategy and cut out all the crap in the middle. Now, on that though, yes everybody has got an opinion there's a school of thought that a lot of people are concerned about giving their opinion out through fear of losing opportunities with prospective clients and what have you uh now safe to say that we can't please everyone and and this whole high performance human topic is very very subjective uh, in, in its essence but Where's the where's the line? Like, because you see shock shock jocks and and those sorts of people that create headlines and that's how they build their business and what have you. But then you have people that go far too far the other way and are way too reserved in their thoughts and feelings and opinions and convert and as a result don't hold any influence over anybody either because they fade into nothingness. Well, unless you say something controversial, no one's really going to listen, right? You know, mm. like often people will say, well, how do I increase my engagement? How do I increase my likes? How do I increase my followers? I'm like, well, post a nude. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that'll get it there real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, we can't do that. And it's like, and well, if it doesn't, and if it doesn't, then yeah, then there's concerns. There's real right. genuine concerns. You might get also barred from Facebook. So that's not my advice. But the truth <laughs> is, like, you, there is. Um, and I think the other thing is as well is you will always be judged if you have an opinion. You will always, um, you know, I, I get people, I've had some pretty savage messages my way. I've done a lot of seminars and tours and, you know, people think that that's just all lovely feedback. I mean, people are more than happy to share their feedback at times. But what I always live by is if I don't value that person, I don't value their feedback. Mm. So. The world of social media brings on trolls, scammers, hackers, all of that. And the the real thing is, does that affect you every single day? Because I have worked with incredibly large brands, both in and outside of real estate. I've managed some really big personal identities too, politicians, all those kind of things. And the, the truth is everyone will have an opinion of you if you operate in that sphere. Mm. I you look at someone like Britney Spears, sorry to say it, poor Brit, but, you know, she's a woman that has almost been a stigma of media um, and broken by media. Um, and that's, that is sad because people will always have an opinion on her life and who she is. Mm. 
But you have to understand that if you do want to operate in that space and whether you're an agent or a business owner, like who's David and where's Jones? People don't resonate with colours, fonts and logos. Mm. That will never work. You know, who invented Vegemite? Yeah. You don't know because colours, fonts and logos, it was actually my my husband's great-grandfather just for drop that in there. But, um, you know, the cow- you, know, you know, talk about that. So half the people now love him and half the people hate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like just exiting out of this podcast. No. Uh-huh. But the truth is you don't know, Andy, because that's not the, the world was generated by a business, by a colour, a font and a logo. Now people don't follow businesses, they follow people and people become more influential in their messaging and what they do. Mm. So it is a it is a hard line and it is a it is a hard balance to follow because especially you know if you're a business owner um, you will fall away to the side if you are not willing to step out there and share your personal brand and I won't go into people or examples of that but there is a lot that have fallen away because they're not willing to share their life on social media and be that person and be accessible. Mm. Because that's what people want now. They want to be able to go from this podcast, look up in me, Callister, and say, who is this crazy girl talking to me down my radio screen, mm. you know, driving in the car? And does she actually have the credentials to be advising me on life? Mm. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, that. But if I put up a photo of, you know, I put up a video the other day of me eating about an apple being like food for thought, right, fruit for thought. Um, and it was all around what people are doing, and that got more than I think like 20,000 views or something ridiculous. And I'm like, here I am just eating an apple. It should have been a block of cheese because it was that cheesy but yeah. like, in, a, in a cool way. Yeah, but it right? worked, right? But I'm sure there's some people, and it was really funny because one of my clients messaged me saying, you, mean, you should always um, close your mouth. You should never eat with your mouth open or something like that, and I love him. And then two days later he put up a video eating sushi, so I obviously raped him for that one. But mm. so. You will always get people judge you and make an opinion of you. I'm sure Kim Kardashian, if she was listening right now, which she's probably not, but if she was, you know, people like that, you have to build resilience and tolerance because you cannot be a great personal nut brand. You cannot grow your business unless you're willing to have resilience, really, and cops feedback sometimes, you know. Now, if we're, if we're to bring this into a, into a bit more of a personal setting, right, because when we talk about influence as a as as a as an element to being a high performance human it's not just influence from a business point of view we've also got to think about being influential as parents being influential as a good person as a good friend as as as, as all of those things as well uh, would you suggest then that in order to hold and and, and Sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind with some of your loved ones, you know, your most nearest and dearest. You've got to rip the Band-Aid and have really shitty conversations for the betterment of them moving forward, and that's all part of being human. Would you say that in order to really become a human of influence, there is a price to pay with respect to your own – what's the word – your own, I don't know, not existence, but your own validation as a human being because it doesn't matter whether it's your friend or whether it's some random or whether it's a client or whatever. 
if you want to be someone of influence in any part of your life, it's it, it's it's fair to say, therefore, that you you have to understand that in order to do that, you've got to pay a price or run the risk of influencing people the wrong way as well. Mm. Look, I think let's take someone like Ricky Gervais, right? Like he's hilarious and always crosses the line. Mm-hmm. And he says it so beautifully, you know, you'll put up something and people will just completely take it the wrong misdirection. You know, it's kind of like walking in up to a community notice board, grabbing the, you know, the guitar lessons and then screaming, I don't want guitar lessons. Like sometimes people, mm. you can never really understand the way that somebody's going to perceive something. But it, it's got to come back to, and look, I've learned the hard way on this, Andy, because the truth is I really do care about what people think. I really do care. I really want to be, um, you know, loved and appreciated not only by the people around me, but I, I care beyond. You ask any of my clients how much I care, right? I really will go above and beyond for them in any aspect. But that can also be crushing for you because when you do that, you lose your identity to be able to understand what's really important to you. And so what I mean by that is, if I had Alana in the bath, I think it was really important to take a client's call because they needed me at that point. And I thought, oh, well, I, you know, I need to, and it's, I've had to learn that between certain hours, it's not, I'm not available. I'm there for my children. Mm. Um, but when it comes to influencing people around you, you know, I think if in this day and age, if you can have really five close people that advise you, mentor you and guide you in life and listen to those people, it's incredibly important because there's too many opinions flapping around on what's right and wrong. And you can get very confused very quickly into how you're going to grow. And so for me, like my father is somebody certainly of influence to me um, and who I always listen to. Um, My husband is obviously always somebody that, guides me even though please don't record or play this totally yeah i was about to say come on (laughs) (laughs) he is like you know he's like my he's such a um different in to me and like in from a holistic and health point of view so you've got to have those five people around you that you truly care about and the rest it is probably just white noise and that's a really interesting point to really to bring up because Influence, yeah, like because influence can mean so can mean a few different things to a few different people. Some people they'll be listening to this that don't want to become like popular. They don't want to become famous or anything like that. And that's not what influence is necessarily about. Because you can be me, myself, and I, and still hold influence over those five people in a really positive way, setting an amazing example for your kids. For example, you know, for instance, and in making sure that you are influencing them in a way that sets them on a trajectory of a happy life, right? Um, so it's. It's fascinating when you think about it. And Ricky Gervais is a, is a perfect example of how he holds influence by speaking to an absolute truth mm. that is that, that he's unashamed of. Is it is is a key to all of this? Then, therefore, maybe a degree of or, or understanding that you need to be comfortable in your vulnerability mm. in order to become influential. And whatnot. Well, if anyone hasn't listened to the number one Netflix work talk, then you're crazy and you do, and it's Brene Brown. Um, But she talks about vulnerability. And when you are vulnerable, you are the happiest in your state. You know, when we live in a state of vulnerability, 
that's when we are thriving, not just surviving. Mm. I think that's, you know, if you aren't living vulnerably, and what I mean about vulnerable is vulnerable people are, through her studies, found to be happier. And so it's a really interesting word because what does being vulnerable actually mean, you know? Well, it does mean taking risks and putting your heart on the line and living truthfully to who you are Um, because when you do, that's what really makes you happy. You know, it blows my mind people sit in jobs that they hate and I think to myself, you spend more time working than you do sometimes with your family. Like other than sleep, you spend more time working in your job. If you're that miserable in it, change it. Change Mm -hmm. it don't live like that, you know. I remember when I, you know, I'd lost my job as a journalist and felt really down and I felt really broken because I put so much energy in it. But the whole industry was dying. You know, look at what I'm doing right now. I'm recording a podcast. I used to read live bulletins, right? Um, but the whole industry was dying. And for me, I didn't want to be part of something that was dying. I wanted to be part of something that was growing. Mm. But you can look at anything that you do in your influence or your sphere, but it's really about making sure that the people around you that are that you love and that you're not feeling stuck in that moment of time, you know, because when you are vulnerable and when you're willing to step outside your comfort zone, that's when you truly grow. Mm. That's when you truly become happy. And you've got to, I've worked with very successful people. And, you know, I remember when um, some of my b- biggest clients, like Maddie said to me once, he said, Amy, just because you make a million dollars, that's not going to make you happy. And I kind of, at the time, I thought, shoot, when I have a million dollars, I really will be happy. <laughs> you know, I like, I, but, you know, you do, you get there and it's like, well, that doesn't make me happy. Money doesn't make you happy. Mm. It's the people around you that make you happy. And for me, my happiness comes from, I can't tell you how excited I get Friday afternoons knowing that I get two days with my savage children. Um, but they are like they light up my world. And my favorite, my all-time favorite time is spending time with my husband. And that's still after 15 years. Also, please don't play this back to him. But it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like because we are, we both operate quite busy businesses. But my absolute favorite time of the day is like Thursday, sometimes Thursday evenings, because he takes Friday off because obviously he works Saturday being chiropractor. <laughs> Um, and he does that so that he can spend time with the kids and, you know, we create that balance. But, you know, come Thursday evening, I know he's going to get home and be in a good mood and he'll just want to chat to me. And that is what makes me really happy. So it's a loaded question because if you do want to be influential, influential for what and truly what does make you happy? Because when you find that in life, you realise that money money will never make you happy. Um, you know, I've stopped buying material items and. Um, my dad's always, you know, never let me kind of, he always has lived quite simply. But, you know, from a very young age, I remember my dad used to, um, you know, he's a quite successful businessman, but um, I'll never forget, like, my dad used to always make me wash his cars, right? And every weekend I'd be scrubbing his cars. And then I remember once I walked into his office and there was an invoice there for like the car. And I said, Oh, Dad, what's this? He goes, Oh, it's one of my um, car washers. I said, What? So I own a couple of car washers. I said, So I've been scrubbing your cars. <laughs> you own car washers? And he's like, Oh, yeah, you're a lot cheaper than they are. 
And I was like, are you kidding? But it's such good family. Like my dad always wanted to teach me work for money because it's, mm. it is, it's such an important thing to do. But I always say to people, you can be high performing, Andy, you can be all these words, but at the end of the day, you've got to be truly happy in yourself, you know, and money doesn't make you happy. Being the number one in your network won't make you happy. Being the number one business won't make you happy. And I've learned that, you know, you've got to find your true passion on what drives you because when you do live that, holy crap, you'll be influential. If you would have turned around to me and said, after I've done all these values saying, you know, it would have been REB coach of the year, traveling the world, inspiring people with media strategies, I would have laughed you out of the world Mm. because I love media that much and I love talking about it that it resonates through, or I hope it does. I think it does. <laughs> You've sat through far too many presentations. <laughs> I think it does. And, and, team, I think uh, for those that, that have taken the time to to listen to some of the the absolute gold that Emmy's just been sharing with us there, I, I think that not only... Is she talking the talk? Just in the in the detail of what she's saying and, and and the stories that she's sharing, she's demonstrating what it means to have a level of influence that leads towards a level of happiness that makes you that turns you into a high performance human in your own definition. Uh, and, I, and I think I think that's why one of the reasons why you know I I truly uh admire and respect this human that's on the other end of this podcast and and because and i think that's part of it i think that part of that vulnerability piece is just being willing just being willing to open yourself up for that judgment right and 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 a lot of it i think all of us and i think this is the thing all of us do do it but, but some of us do it without realizing that we are opening ourselves up for judgment because it might be our partner our significant other our moms our dads or whoever it is um but that we know that the person on the other end of it is going to come back with a level of um trust in return right because we've built those relationships if you're wanting to be a high performance human in the sense of you want to be High, uh, seen as a high-performing human being who uh, is successful and blah, 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 depending on what your definition of a success is. Because for some of you, it's loads of zeros in your bank account. And for some of you, it's just that word happiness. And that's why those four elements all come, they all come in the same sentence, uh, you know, uh, wanting to create success, influence, connection, and happiness, because they all have an equal standing. Uh, And we don't need to hold one higher than the other. But what Imi's just basically said there is one leads into the others and vice versa. They all sort of play this this symphony that heads you towards something that you can truly be proud of. So, Imi... The stuff that you're sharing then was, was it's absolute gold. And, and like you said there, you know, in order to be influential, people have influential people have stories to tell and, you know, sharing some of your stories about your old man and, and, um, and the beloved Dr. Cal and, <laughs> and whatnot. It's, it's, it's just the epitome of it. It's just absolutely what it should be about. So, um, we did have some more stuff that I wanted to go through in terms of a media side of things, but you know what? I, I just think that we've, I think that the aim of this podcast is to help people to sort of 
feed themselves in a sense. And I think that we could go down a practical route, but honestly, team, if you want to have some more practical advice from Immy, then I'd highly recommend just follow her. Like she gives so much information away on her social media channels, whether it's Instagram or, or LinkedIn or wherever it is. Um, so please, please, please just give her a follow because that's where you'll probably find out a lot more of the practical stuff. And, and from this session, uh, I hope that you've taken away plenty like I have around that, that whole thing of having a consistency in who you are and what you're about is the crux of becoming a high performance human in each of these four elements that we are talking about over the course of this channel. Um, Imi, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. And look, if people did want to dive more into media strategies, Andy, and we, we did get a few listens on this, um, I would love to come back and we can uh, do some viewer questions on exactly what they want to know in media growth. And I'd be more than happy to answer those. Well, look, if that's not if that's not a request that we'll be taking up uh, taking her up on, then I don't know what is. Um, and we've got it on wax, as well as the stuff about your husband and whatnot as well. We've got that on wax as well. So if, if anything, we can just hold you to ransom yeah, by holding those it. clips. Yeah, we'll gotta, do that. in the true words, you know, you got to what is it? Keep them. Keep what is it? Keep them mean to keep them keen. Yeah, that's it. That's how I play with my husband. Or, or, yeah, treat, <laughs> treat them mean no. to keep them keen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's going to get us either of us any brownie points, no. to be perfectly honest. No, so, I don't think um, hard to get. Let's get real honest. <laughs> all right, team. Look, on behalf of Imi, Imi and myself, stay safe, healthy, happy. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the High Performance Humans. And look, as Imi mentioned, if you do have any questions or if you have anything that you want to raise, as a part of this, you can either send me a DM on Instagram, hit up Emmy, get in touch with one of us, and we'd be more than happy to help you moving forward. But until next time, Emmy, lovely to see you. Look after yourself. Look after those amazing kids of yours. And uh, and, um, and we'll speak to you again soon. A legend, Danny. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The High Performance Human. Hopefully, we've given you enough value to justify the time that you've given us. And we've got you that much closer to becoming your version of a high performance human. If you want to have any questions answered, then please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Andy Reed Coaching, or alternatively, shoot me an email, andy at andyreed.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thank you so much for joining us once again, and I really can't wait to hopefully bring you some more value in the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, most importantly, stay happy. <laughs>